podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hey guys, welcome back to the Season Review Podcast exclusively on AI Pro Plus. It's me again, uh, hosting this show, and uh, i got a couple of excellent guests lined up for you today. And uh, first up, I am going to have a little chit-chat with... Hmm, I don't know how I can introduce this guest other than if you follow him on social media and he's been quite active this season and I'm quite grateful for it but he has really really weird eating habits he's literally the funniest guy on Anfield Index um a good friend of mine as well I think he's he's the kind of friend that makes everyone feel better about themselves because he'll always say something more silly than more, more stupid than you <laughs> it's, it's a guy that needs no introduction but I'm smiling you can hear the smile on my face it is the legend the the, the man the guy <laughs> that you hear on the main AI podcast Trev Downey Lisa Marie have to keep him in check we have <laughs> Small, um, um, we have a small influence now on Daisy Podcast, but it's great to host him. It is Cambridge. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the lovely intro. Um, never a more truer word said. So, um, just yeah. out of curiosity, are you eating something repulsive right now? Is that what? Sorry, are you eating something quite disgusting right now, or are you just like sipping on a bottle of water or something? No, I've actually got nothing. I've actually got absolutely nothing <laughs> to hand. I, I probably should have had some water. So I've, I've got a bit of, I've had a bit of a tickle in the throat. So um, no, I just had a. What did Mrs. B? Um, she she made made lunch for me, so I just had to warm it up. It was a, it was a, it was like a wrap with a cheese on top and um, some very nice filling. You know, because I've gone vegetarian now, and um, nice. I, I honestly don't know what I'm eating half the time. Yeah, well, the thing <laughs> is, I, I just eat it and I'm happy. If if Mrs. B and you know if she makes you something, I know it's going to be um, absolutely amazing because obviously we see pictures of it. But when you're left to your your own little way, my word, um, we we need to have some words on that. But Cam, this isn't <laughs> this isn't a what I eat in a day um a podcast. Which listeners will be grateful for. I think <laughs> it is a season review. So Cam, you know what? What a season it's been. I mean, we've all yeah. had our little you know chit chat on this so um I want to get your thoughts on this I'm a season overview thoughts you know I think hindsight is a wonderful thing when you can sit back and reflect so I want to get your thoughts on how you know what what you made of the season I thought it was brilliant I thought it was absolutely brilliant um one of the most amazing seasons I've ever had the joy of witnessing um you know if you if you just go back 12 months ago where we were and how we were just breathing a huge sigh of relief that you know, we we got into the top four and obviously mm. we got into the top four quite comfortably in the end and weren't challenging for any trophies whatsoever. 
and then this season to do what we did. I just think you've got to put it into perspective that, yes, there was it, the last two games as such, put a downer on it. But no, don't don't be down, people. It was one of the most magnificent seasons of football we have ever had the pleasure to witness. Teams don't do that year in, year out. They just don't do it. And to have gone a goal away and a point away, or maybe say two points away from achieving the ultimate, where we would have had to say, that's it. We've got to give up football now. There's nothing more. That's how close we were. And it was an absolute pleasure, an absolute joy. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I love to hear it. And I think a lot of people share that as well. And obviously we'll get into the depths of things, but you know, you, you made a, you know, all, all the finals and, you know, there's some <laughs> funny stories and moments along the way with some of your, <laughs> some of your good pals in, in real life and on the podcasting scene as well. Yeah. So Cam, you know, you, you thoroughly enjoyed this season and, you know, I have to just kind of ask you um, if you had to pick a favorite match, which one was it? Um, a favourite match in footballing sense or a favourite match as in a, a personal sense? Well, um, it could be either or because obviously we, we've got a favourite match and then I'm going to ask you your favourite moment as well. Okay, could, yeah. well, let's do favourite match then. Favourite match um, in a footballing sense then would be Man United nil, Liverpool 5. Mm. Um, just to go there and absolutely humiliate them mm. in their in their own backyard and then for the fans to do a parade after 60 minutes oh no it wasn't a parade was it they were leaving the stadium to go mm. home um that, it was just the ultimate in saying you guys are nothing now you're irrelevant you don't mean a thing to us anymore um they're our biggest rivals it's the biggest for me it's the biggest match in world football Mm-hmm. Um, and just for context as well, Cam, like you know a lot of Man United supporters as well, like myself, uh, which yeah. is why it kind of adds, doesn't it? It does. It does. Um, you know, my phone's been very quiet this year. Mm. It's. It, I only started getting a little bit um, during the Champions League final from one one Man United fan, and I just I don't need to say anything to you. You're, you know, it's like I said, you're irrelevant now. There's no point. I don't need to engage with you anymore. Mm. It, my silence is going to cause you to boil up even more yes. because you want a, a reaction from me for me, for us losing a game in a final that you could only dream about being at. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it was, that was just a magnificent game of football. I mean, I thought, I thought the whole team played brilliantly that day. And, and when you look at the midfield, for example, that day, who would have said that a midfield of Naby, Hendo and Milner would do that? I mean, yeah, we know that Man United are atrocious, terrible, terrible football team. But individually, they've got some really, really good players. You can't deny that. Mm. But as a team, they're, they're horrendous. Yeah. And how many teams went there and beat them 5-0 this season? I think we were the only ones. Mm-hmm. And then we stopped playing after the fifth. That was that was the thing. We just just went into training mode. 
it, it was a, a, a joke what we did to them. So yeah, fav, favorite favorite match was was definitely that match. Definitely, definitely that match without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, that was um, that game took place for me when obviously I was away from the football scene, yeah. and um, I do remember just looking at that result and thinking, "Wow!" And uh, you know, and my recollection from the people that watched it and what they kind of said to me was, "Liverpool absolutely flattened them in the like, you know, there was only one goal in the second half. Like literally, Liverpool just did their business from the get go, really, really soon. Um, you know, and it was just." It was just so professional, and and I share your thoughts as well. I my favorite moment was the four nil in yeah. April because obviously that was a game I watched, and um, it to me it just felt like Liverpool were in in a calm breeze with it all. And it's you know when you look back at them two games and it finished nine nil on aggregate, that is pretty <laughs> phenomenal, you know. And you're speaking about Man United fans are being irrelevant. My my next door neighbor is a Manchester United supporter, and you know. He hid, um, he hid, obviously, uh, he, he hides, <laughs> you know, and he came out for when we obviously lost in the Champions League final and he came out and he goes, oh, what happened to you last night? And I just looked at him, like he said, you've got to be calm. I didn't get argumentative because obviously the bigger things that happened in that game, which I'm sure we'll discuss, which were not yeah. football related. And, um, and I just turned around, looked at him, I go, maybe next season you can go on and win it. And he just looked at me like, you horrible little thing. Because <laughs> yeah, obviously we know they're not in the Champions they're League. They're not in the Champions League. Uh, you know, yeah. like, it's like, does your opinion even matter? So, Cam, that was your favourite match. And I think it will be a popular one amongst the AI community. Um, your favourite moment? Favourite moment was, um, it was only about four weeks ago, five weeks ago. Mm. And um, it was... It was the Liverpool Spurs game um, at Anfield, and um, the, uh, I managed to take uh, my youngest, uh, my daughter Ikvi, or Icky, um, to a first football match. And the the original plan was I was going to take her on March the twentieth, which was her birthday, and we were meant to be playing Man United. Funnily enough, so that was the plan, and. Um, Unfortunately, that game then got rearranged to a midweek game. I couldn't, at the time, do midweek games um, because of work commitments. So um, very, very fortunate to have um, a wonderful person um, who, who I won't name, but most people will know who it is, um, who, who, who looked after me. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, thank you, Nina. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, so we have a wonderful person who, who managed to uh, make sure I, 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 I had tickets available, the tickets then for the Tottenham game because it was on the, uh, uh, I think it was on the Sunday, I think, if I remember rightly. And um, so we went and it was just the day with my daughter, first time at a football match um, because I've taken the older two to Munich and again same person sorted tickets out and we we did two we saw four football matches in, in Munich for um, just a, an Audi trophy tournament thing you know which was a great experience for the older two and they said well so whenever I say to them, oh, let's watch a football match, nah, dad, we only do it in the, we only do it live in stadiums, you know what I mean? So I was oh. like, yeah, yeah, look at you two now. Yeah. So uh, so but yeah, just to have that day with my daughter in the cop, you know, experience that emotion of 
you know, coming from a goal behind as well to get an equaliser and, you know, and the result was the result, you know, a little bit of a downer. Won that game, you could say we could have won the league, but hey-ho, that wasn't meant to be. Um, but it was like I say, just that whole experience, you know, taking taking your, a child to their first football game and hopefully then they then develop an interest within the game from that and become a future red. And uh, to be fair, she did say, um, you know, she was the only one who sat down and watched the Champions League final. So maybe, you know, maybe it has worked. So uh, yeah, maybe it has rubbed off. And yeah. we were sat in the cup, right? We were in the cup. Well, yeah. we definitely weren't sat. We were, we were stood. Nobody sits in the cup, do they? You know, uh, oh. we were actually in the say uh, standing area yeah. in the cup. So, that was even better than for her as well. Yeah. Um, because obviously people are, you know, when you, you know what it's like. Oh, I'm you know, left with black eyes and everything. We, we've yeah. been there. Yeah. We've, you know, <laughs> yes. we've been in the cup. Me and you have been in the cup together. And uh, uh, prime example was the uh, Man Champions, City game, League, right? Champions League game yeah. Man City. Yeah. And how many people were hitting me? Yeah, and, we came out black and blue. Yeah. And they were hitting me with, 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 with love. And yeah. affection, you know, yeah. it was just. Um, but people it, just lose control of their limbs, basically. You lose control of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the one, the one takeaway my daughter had from from that was uh, she she came back and told her mum, mum, he's even crazier in the stadium than he is at home. That is not a surprise. We witnessed it, and you know, uh, listeners need to be aware as well. Like, um, it, obviously, it was a fun day out, and uh, you know, like. And I think everyone knows this. You have like pre-match rituals where you meet up with people and stuff. So, you yeah. know, it's the whole thing that she kind of witnessed as well. And I actually remember that game as well because it was a it was a late kickoff on a Saturday. And I remember... That's we, right. We, it was we, the we, we, yeah, kickoff. yeah, it was. Yeah. And something was brewing inside me. You know, when you're like, oh God, this, this is where we've kind of lost it. You know, like when something's brewing up and I'm doing my post-match show, just a small little thing of like negativity brewing up on me. And you guys called in, you and Bargy. That's and right. The little one was in the back. Yeah, and and I remember like you guys were just like this isn't where this isn't the 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 game you know like we we've had some disappointments down the down the line and, you know and you guys you know um, and you were just kind of reassuring the listeners and you were sort of getting it off your chest and you know what in that moment you kind of stopped my negativity like from being because I kept believing till the very end and it's a good job I did do you know what I mean regardless yeah. of what happened because that's that's what being a supporter of Liverpool Football Club is all about. So I, that, you know what, that is actually quite a, a moment for me as well, because, you know, you, you kind of stopped me from being, a, you know, like from going into that little negative Nancy vibe. So, um, yeah, I, that, that's, that's what it's about, isn't it? Ultimately yeah. as well. That's, that's, that's the point of the post-match show for yourself. That's the point of anybody phoning up to get it off their chest. So um, you've got to, it, it, no one's ever going to have a perfect season and win every single match. It just can't be done. Nobody, I don't think anybody will ever win the four trophies. The fact, you know, it's just, it's, there's a reason it's never been done. It's bloody difficult. So you've got to appreciate what you have when you have it. We've seen the dark times. We're seeing the good times now. Appreciate it. Enjoy it. Love it embrace it become one with it and you and life's good 
Love that. That that would be the moment to end the pod, you know, but we <laughs> yeah. can't. We can't. Cam, I have to go there. Um, your worst match. My worst match. Um, I also have a worst moment as well. So okay, yeah, so the worst, yeah. So the, the worst match for me, um, and it was a for me, it was an, an annoying one. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's there's a choice of two, and and the two you could for me it, it's a it's a toss of toss of a coin between the two. One is the Leicester away, where. Yeah, we, we really threw that game away. Mm-hmm. I felt uh, we had the penalty. The penalty was saved. Um, we would have gone one and up. It would have been a completely different story. It just had to be that day that the penalty was saved. The other match, um, again, like I said, because it's flipped a coin, was the other defeat in the season, and nobody talks about this defeat. And so that's why I'm going to go with this one, and that's the West Ham away where we yes. lost three two. Yeah, and. We were just shocking that day. Yeah, we were really bad. We were really, really bad. Yet we still scored two goals, but we were so we, we were shocking in the way that we just couldn't defend to save our lives. And it was the the one game where you just needed to stand up. I mean, the atmosphere was rocking that day at the the Olympic Stadium. You know, West Ham fans have have finally got round to you know uh, appreciating the stadium they have there now and. Uh, they're getting behind the team because West Ham, are, they've got to give them their dues. They've, they've started to do really, really well under David Moyes and, um, you know, full credit to him for that. But that day we were just, you know, we had a couple of really bad refereeing decisions and we were really poor and there was a lot of debate over the first goal, you know, with the Antonio header, you know, was it a foul on Alisson? Wasn't it a foul on Alisson? It, it, it wasn't a foul on Alisson, the keeper. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, the ball's there to be won. You, a big striker's going to go in for the ball. Darwin Nunes, if we, if he signs, because as of this moment, he hasn't yet officially been unveiled, but he's going to be doing that all season. You want to see him do that. You want to see him bullying defenders and keepers in the in the six-yard box and winning these headers. It's, it's so, it was just a stupid, stupid game to lose. Yes, you could say we we had a little, you know, we had a few players missing with injury. Doesn't matter. Our squad is more than good enough to cope with three or four injuries against no disrespect the likes of West Ham. And so that was that was my worst footballing match this season, I would say, because that that was the type of game you could say that cost us the league. But to counteract that, what I say to people is um we never look at the matches where we won games or gained a point where we shouldn't have. We're always quick to focus on the games that where we drop points, that when we say they're the games that cost us. Now, I'm not saying they all balance themselves out, but you've got to have a little bit of perspective as well and think, well, actually, this game, maybe we shouldn't have got a point there or we sh- sh- maybe should have only had one point rather than three points. So, um, but that what that was the match that, you know, when I look back over the whole season would be the one that really annoyed me. Really, really annoyed me. I like the fact that you kind of mentioned the games where we kind of like, you know, maybe didn't deserve to win, but wouldn't then, you know, like the smash and grabs kind of element of things. Um, mm. You become a philosopher. We like it. You've been hanging out with Trev Downey and Lisa Marie. <laughs> you, you know, I'm, I'm loving this. Cam, um, worst moment. 
worst moment. Okay, I, I, I think you could probably guess where I'm going to go with this one. Um, again, very humbled and privileged to have been able to go to the Champion, Champions League final. Um, and it was, um, it was really, really strange inside the stadium. I mean, thankfully, we, we were so lucky. We were so, so lucky, uh, me and Gags. Um, Cy Brundish and his lad and uh, Ajay, who's Task Force 7 on Disc, 007 on uh, Discord. Um, we we were, uh, we got down to the stadium area about 6.30. Um, now, the way we approached the stadium was we had like a three kilometre walk. So um, we're just taking it nice and easy, walking down, Lots of fans around us, lots of locals around us, no issues, no dramas whatsoever. So we've approached the stadium from behind the goal where all the Liverpool fans were. So if you can imagine, we're we're directly behind there and we're at that underpass now to go through the first ticket ticket check. So um, that area behind the goal was uh, gates Z and A. A being to, if you stood behind the goal, so you you stood behind the stadium, A would have been to the right of Z. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, brilliant. So we're coming, we've got to this underpass. We've then, um, there's about a line of eight, nine stewards, 10 stewards maybe. Um, Sorry, a doubled up stewards under maybe some sort of a security person. So there's about maybe six or seven, I can't remember. I wasn't really paying attention to numbers. So the fans are just not crushed up against them, but there's a lot of fans there just waiting patiently and just one by one going forward. Mm. And you they're either checking the the tickets physically if you had a paper ticket. And the way they were doing that was with like a like a UV pen of some sort. And though you know, like when you're checking for a forged note mm-hmm. with the pen, yeah. so they're just doing a little uh, on the back of the ticket. They're just rubbing this pen up and down it. Yeah, that's fine. So me and Gags had paper tickets. Uh, AJ ha- uh, AJ had a he had a the the ticket on the UEFA app. So what they did was they opened up the app. And I don't know if they uh, did a bar uh, scan the QR code or anything, but they said yeah, that's fine. They let him through. Cy Brundish and um, his boy came through, came through as well. So we got to the back of the stadium. We're there behind a, a sort of a zone, and we're just taking a few selfies and stuff. No problems. Going round to the right, so we're our gate was um, C, our entrance. So we're we're going to the right, and um, there's a load of uh, zones and uh, stalls and stuff. All great, brilliant, no problem. Um, loads of fans there enjoying themselves. And then as we're going to gate C, a load of UEFA people came walking past us, like they were being escorted in. No problems, no drama. No locals inside now at this moment of time. Just just Liverpool fans on, on the side we were. Mm-hmm. So as we're going to gate C, we've bumped into a few people. We've gone in, great, yeah. You know, I enjoy the game, blah, blah. All great, no problem. Gone through, gone, got to gate C, and there's about... Six uh, turnstiles, nobody there, nobody at all. We've gone straight up. So this is just after 
This is about 6.45, give or take. So we've gone in, scanned our tickets, gone through. AJ's eventually come up. Security were giving him a little bit of our time about something, but he came through as well. Baji was waiting for us, um, and a couple of the uh, of the things were waiting for us. Two of the things were on the other side, completely the other side of the stadium. They were more towards the Real Madrid side, um, not far from the dugouts. They had um, they had somebody famous literally sat ten feet from them. I think I can't remember who they said now. Um, so we've then gone into the middle section of the uh, zones. Zone C, sat down, no problems, loads of fans. And what we've noticed is the Real Madrid end is filling up rapidly. But the Liverpool end isn't. We're like, that's really odd because there's loads of Liverpool fans out there. Maybe they're just still enjoying outside. And then the, and then the sign comes up due to the late arrival of fans. And we're like, what? What late arrival of fans? There was thousands out there when we were there. You know, and, and fans around us are getting angry and obviously Gags is then worried for a couple of his cousins because he's arranged for their tickets and they're stuck outside still. And the, the mood just went really sombre. Just went, you know, as much as, you know, you you were trying to be... Yeah, it'll be okay. You know, it's just a delay. You know, it'll be fine. We then started seeing the videos and the and the images on social media because at that point we because it wasn't full stadium, you you could get a phone signal, and we're like, hey, this is not right. This doesn't look right. This is wrong. And the fans around us are getting more and more agitated, and then obviously, you sun you suddenly start seeing around from about nine o'clock local time onwards, more and more Liverpool fans beginning to come into zone Z and A and Y and B and C, where we were, and I would guess then W and X, which was probably the main zones where the Liverpool fans were. And slowly, slowly it begins to fill up, fill up, and obviously about 9.30, you know, it's pretty much a full stadium now. Um but the mood is still sombre. And as much as we, you know, those around us and we try to lift, try to get the songs going, we just couldn't. Yeah. It, it, it really had a negative impact on us when it should not have. I mean, we went to Madrid and there were free security checks before you got to the turnstile. Game didn't get delayed there. And this was a stadium that was in the middle of nowhere, literally. It was so far out of Madrid. It was, it was unreal. No issues, no drama. I'm, 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 I believe it was the same in Kiev. No issues, no drama. So why here in France, in Saint-Denis, Paris? You know, why, why this? And it's, and it's shocking, you know, everything that's now coming out about how all the video footage being deleted... Apparently there was 40,000 ticketless fans. Well, no, there wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, there wasn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was one guy in front of us who had a forged ticket and he admitted it to us and then said, I'm not going to get through here. And he turned around and went. That was at the, the one security check. He goes, I'm not going to get through because my ticket's forgery. He knew he had a forged ticket, so he turned around and went. That doesn't sound like, you know, that loads of Liverpool fans with forged tickets were trying to get in. Mm-hmm. 
maybe there would there would have been a few. Nobody can deny that. But it was just it was so awful. Even when we came out of the stadium, uh, Baji and uh, a couple of the other things were stood were stood literally ten fifteen feet from us, and literally on full time whistle they went and they were gone. And I didn't realise, and I I just looked round. I said to Gags, I said, uh, Baji's gone. And he goes, come on, let's get out of here. And we had a couple of um, uh, other mates stood right behind us, and we didn't even think to say goodbye to them. We just thought, want to get out of here. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So we went out. We went down back towards that underpass. And guess what? The gates were locked. So people, fans are coming out of the stadium, back to that underpass, and they've locked the gates. And next to us, there was a, a person on a wheelchair. And we said, stop. Don't turn around. And then there was a person on a military scooter. And I said to them, don't go down there. It's a tunnel effect. It's, it's, it's a bottleneck. It's going to be created. Just wait here. We'll turn around. We'll find another exit. They go, where are we going to go? We said, don't worry. Just, just wait one moment. Then they opened the gates. And then everybody started streaming through. So we then went through. And then I could see all the riot police. And I said to Gags, let's cross the road. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, cross the road. I've been, I, I know, I can sense it. Yeah. I'm, I know, I just know I'm, I'm, not, I'm too bloody old. And I, I, know, I know shit when shit's going to happen. I said, let's just cross the road. And as we're crossing the road, all these police vans and cars went shooting past us. We crossed the road. Um, and then we turned right where all the... All the coaches were parked. And as we're walking up, two locals were walking down. And one of them shoulder barged me. And I just carried on walking, just ignored it. And Gags didn't realise. And I then, after about 10, 15 seconds, I just turned around and had a look. And he was he was walking as well. He hadn't stopped. Or if he had stopped, he, he, he was maybe waiting for me to react sooner and um, come back or something. But I just thought, or maybe just, it was an accident. I don't know, but he, he didn't have a need to shoulder barge me, but he did. But I just thought, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with somebody in their, in their zone. This is their domain. You know what I mean? Let's just get out of there. Yeah. So just got out there. We then just stopped somewhere, had a bite sweet, loads of people in there, locals, fans, no issues, no drama. Um, had a quick bite sweet, carried on walking back up to the hotel some locals came running out. One of them was just in his underwear, singing Hola Madrid or Real Madrid, yeah, 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 LA, whatever, you know, singing because the locals obviously wanted Madrid to win for whatever reason. Um, they didn't say anything to us. Uh, I wasn't showing any colours at that point. I wasn't feeling that well anyway. I was literally, I'd, I'd come down with a lurgy of something and I was quite rough the whole weekend, despite the videos you may see on Friday night of me being a bit, too wild as usual um but we then just you know the, those guys didn't say anything because we just got back to the hotel and we were just like yeah everybody's messages were coming through in the whatsapp group yeah we're back we're back we're back and we just just so relieved and it's just not nice that can you imagine if i if i took my daughter to a first football match and it was a Champions League final. You know, we've been lucky enough to get two tickets. And um, we got caught up in 
what those thousands of fans had to go through for those two, three hours before the game, where they've been tear gassed and mm-hmm. pepper sprayed. And it, it it's 2022. Yeah. And some and the French authorities have just don't understand that because a week later they had a rugby match at the Stade de France and the same thing happened again. Yep. So was that ticketless fans again? Was that forged tickets again? No. It's just incompetence, isn't it? Of, of, the, highest total, order, total of the highest order. And you, yeah. know, you kind of mentioned your daughter there and, you know, obviously people that watched it from home, obviously we, we were watching a lot of things on social media and there were kids getting tear gassed and like, your heart, you know, it was just horrible to see, you know, like those kids will probably be traumatised for life, probably yeah. will not have good um good association with football and, and stuff. It just felt very dated in terms of, how everything was being handled, um, brutal, you know, almost kind of barbaric. It was just not nice to see. And, you know, I, I, I always like, sort of, we, I think a lot of people shoot down social media a lot, but you know what, power to social media because we saw so many, you know, when that uh, announcement board went up and I was watching it from home, and then you just go on social media and you see what people are saying, like the fans. And mm. then you you read what. And I'm so glad that, you know, there was so many journalists, not, not glad, but I'm so glad that the journalists who have no affinity to Liverpool Football Club, you know, the likes of Gary Lineker and the Henry Winters and those yeah. kind of journalists and, uh, you know, um, uh, all those guys were sort of taking to social media saying, it's not the fans, it's not the fans, it's not yeah. the fans. And, you know, this is a gross, gross incompetence. And, you know, it came out and, you know, hopefully now those you know the, the people responsible will be held accountable and they are being held accountable but I'm 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 just um at a loss here and I'm glad you kind of mentioned that that you know that the the anxiety and and you know that the restlessness in in the stadium as you know at your end weren't being filled up with local supporters because I I spoke about that and I, as when I gave my you know when I did my season review and I spoke about maybe the impact it it, you know, it, it had on on the players as well because obviously we know Andy Robertson's family members, friends were caught up in this, and yeah. you know, you know, so many people were affected, and it was just awful. Um, and you know, I remember in the DC chat group, I messaged you guys, and I just said the the result was so irrelevant. You know, by the end of it, it was so irrelevant. I was like, I don't care about the result. Please just get home safe. You yeah. know, because you you can't. You know, that's your first first thought, and like you said, it should not happen in in twenty twenty two. And um, I'm just um, I'm just glad that people are now like sharing their accounts and of what happened and what they went through. And you know, hopefully, hopefully, a full investigation will be in order. Um, a really, really horrible, horrible. It has to be an independent, yes. a truly independent Agreed. investigation. And, mm-hmm. and that's the issue. Will we actually get a truly independent investigation? I doubt it because mm-hmm. the cover-up has already started. The CCTV footage of the Metro has now been deleted, which was meant to show the 40,000 ticketless fans. The CCTV footage of the, at the stadium has now been deleted because the French courts didn't request it in time. It's um, It's just... It's it's bullshit. It's mm. utter utter bullshit. And and the fact that there was no trouble before the game in any way, yeah. shape, or form, no trouble whatsoever. I mean, we we hardly saw any police. 
at the fan zone that we went to, there was a little fan zone set up not far from Notre Dame. Um, and that's where we we sort of met everybody and we sort of hung around there for for the two day, you know, the Friday night and then mm-hmm. uh, um and the uh and the Saturday afternoon we didn't go to the main fan zone um because we, we were trying to sort a couple of things out as well at the same time. So we needed to stay in that area and we, we didn't see any incidents whatsoever. Madrid fans, Liverpool fans, locals, absolutely fine. And for them to then say mm. that this is the reasoning for this, that and the other, it's utter, utter rubbish. Yeah. You know, so I'm sorry, you know, we've gone on quite quite lengthy on this one, um, but I think it's important that everybody heard a slightly different perspective of what yes. happened because we were like we were lucky mm. and you, people need to hear that as well again it goes back to me saying earlier everything has there has to be perspective and everything you can hear so much negativity but sometimes it's at the same time it's nice to hear even though it was a negative experience it was still positive in the end that we weren't too badly affected in any yes. way. It was it just made the atmosphere within the stadium a little bit more muted. Don't get me wrong; if we'd scored a goal, that would have made all the difference as well. It would have changed the atmosphere. It would have changed the mood. And you know, it's 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 just those little fine margins, isn't it? As well, it is absolutely. And uh, Gags kind of spoke about that as well. Uh, Cam, uh, thank you for sharing um, your 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 version of accounts of what happened to um, uh, in uh, in Paris. I'm going to take it back to um, the next question. Far away. AI podcast that you've enjoyed listening to or taking part in. I'm going to just share mine with you if you've not listened. My favorite moment was, oh, no, I, no. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you, you being you, I felt like I was there with you and I just, <laughs> I needed that. I've never laughed so much in my life. Uh, you just you realize there's a court case going on for the slander and the lies now. Yeah, yeah, Gags is going to be penniless. But over to you, <laughs> yeah. you've been on a lot of podcasts this season and you've obviously listened to a lot. So, yeah. Know there's too many isn't there for me um i I take part in a a lot of podcasts i I enjoy every single one um there each one just seems to be better than the last one in the terms of what we feel is you know the contribution we we, we've made or the content that we've discussed i i I couldn't honestly i couldn't honestly say which one was my favorite i do enjoy the car pod I do truly enjoy being in a car pod because it's it's raw, it's it's emotional, it's it's fun. Um, depending on the result, obviously. I mean, that car pod we did that day was a uh, it was the FA Cup final, wasn't it? I think it was. It was. It was the FA Cup final, and it had been a hell of a day. It had been. It was just an unbelievably long day. You know, me ducking and diving, uh, ducking on and weaving trying to avoid this Stuart to get in wearing my colours. You know, there wasn't really any running involved, as uh, Mr Tandem may have said, but there was definitely a lot of ducking and diving, I can assure you. You know, I thought, I'd, I, thought I could get away by running down, not running, sorry, sneaking down the side of a, an escalator um, and 
nobody would see me. But there was another steward waiting on the other side, so um, I couldn't get away. It was just one of those things. So uh, um, that 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 would probably be the one that that stands out um, because it was just because of the whole day. You know, the the, the tire. I mean, Tandon and his bloody tire. Um, you know get three tyres changed, don't get one tyre changed, and it's the one tyre that goes and get the bloody screw in it, and that, that scores this puncture. And then, you know, luckily uh, we we got home safe and sound. That was the main thing, and Tandon got the 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 the, uh, the alloy wheel nut lock. So um, at least he didn't have to grind the, the nuts off, or the bolts, whichever way you want to look at the bolt, I guess it would be, um, off the... Um, off the wheels to get the to get those off. So um that's a lot of damage to your alloys then. Um yeah, it was just it was just a mad, mad day that was. It was just mad. You know, helped by the fact that it was the trophy I really wanted to win this season. Um the FA Cup has been I've wanted to win it for a couple of quite a few years now. I've been saying it every year. I want I've wanted us to win the FA Cup. I really want us to win the FA Cup. So um that that would have to be the one, I guess. Um, I guess we're um, we, we've got the same choice there, Nina. You know, yeah. Good taste. Good taste. Yeah, absolutely. I felt like I was there with you, and you know, you just being you, Cam. Uh, you know, it is that I call it silly season. Uh, you know, transfer window. But you know, you kind of alluded to um, you know, Nunes being uh, obviously it looks very very close so um your transfer window hopes and expectations transfer window hope and expectation that's a really difficult one because it's it's always the same as it we want to strengthen the squad but we don't want we don't want the squad being decimated too much with uh, outgoings um unfortunately it looks like Sadio is on his way out um and you know all the all the stuff in January about well, um, Luis Diaz is going to be his replacement. Is looks like it's bear, bearing some truth in that now. Um, the Nunes one, if it if it happens, that should be really really exciting. Um, you know, I'm, I, I I profess I've only seen him play twice. But those two games, mm-hmm. you know, you, you should never put judge a player on two games, but if you just look at his numbers for the season, yeah, um, he's he's had a phenomenal season where he's been fully fit as well. Um, if you listen to uh, um, Dave Hendricks, he, he's, he's spoken about him a couple of times um, with Carl Matchett and um, on the old school with Gags as well, that, um, you know, he's had these injuries, he's now over these injuries and you're seeing the player you know that is there and because of his age he's only 22 it's it's going to be exciting to you know develop that player into potentially one of the world's best strikers and that's going to be exciting to look forward to um and when you then look at what the the age of our front three will be right now if you say didn't start with um Mo and uh, Bobby, you suddenly got Jota twenty five, Diaz twenty five, Nunes twenty two. All of a sudden, we've replaced our front three without even batting an eyelid. Absolutely. Um, and so that's exciting there. So 
things have already happened that we don't realise that have, have progressed this team massively. I think the one area then we, we will need to look at is midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we are a touch light because certain players, like everybody, are get, is getting older. They're getting slower. They're yeah. not going to be able to manage as many minutes. We know, obviously, Milner signed a new contract, but he's not, big, he's not going mm-hmm. to be playing too many minutes. He'll, but he will play. Um, he is he is important. He will be important in certain games. We know Henderson possibly needs his role redefining a little bit, as in he may not be so suited to being a number eight. But if we could really work on him as being an, as as a number six, and you know, starting him more against without being disrespectful, but being disrespectful against the dross. Uh, as a number six, he, he should be he should be fine, yeah. and and that will help us give uh, Fab um, a little a little breather here and there where when he needs it, because we we genuinely don't have a a good enough number six mm-hmm. at the club um, to be able to do that on a regular basis. Whereas we know Henderson has played that role for two two three years previously, a couple of seasons previously. Yes. Sorry, so. Yeah. That that would be, it's more about evolve evolving uh-huh. rather than trying to do too much. We've got a fantastic squad. We mm-hmm. truly have. We've got a lot of depth there, and the reason we know we've got a lot of depth there is we played every single game available yeah. to us last season. So the depth is there. It's just now fine tuning it a little bit. So that next season we could maybe get that one or two goals that mm-hmm. we need or get that one or two points maybe that we need. And, yeah. and it's just, again, fine margins. It is indeed. And, you know, um, Liverpool do do good business. So let's let's see what happens. Cam, um, again, fantastic season. Um, we, we're going to um, shoot the next one for you real quick. Player of the season, if you had to give an award to somebody. Those are Sadio Mane started fan, finished the season fantastically. Um, really did an awful lot of good work for us. Mo Salah up until Afcon was the best player in the world, mm-hmm. without without a shadow of a doubt. And um, he he seemed to regress after Afcon, but his regression was only in, in terms of goals scored rather than goal contributions mm-hmm. Virgil van Dijk came back from an ACL to almost stroll through the season and show why he's the best defender in the world you know best central defender in the world well best defender in the world you know regardless um, you know what a player Rolls Royce mm-hmm. of a player um you know, to come back from such a serious injury as that and to be as majestic as he was. I mean, he did, he, he looked shaky on the odd occasion, but mostly the whole season he was imperious, wonderful, wonderful footballer. But my player of the season is somebody who I feel hasn't maybe got 
as much plaudits as he should have. Because for somebody who has so little to do in the game, but to then do what he does so brilliantly when needed and to produce the one-on-one saves that he does to have got us those three points or to kept that one point or to keep that clean sheet and to have done it consistently through the whole season. I'm, I think he's only had one bad game and I can't even remember that. And I'm, and I'm only saying that because I heard somebody say it the other day and I, and I still can't remember which game it was. not it. And it's Alison Becker. I just think he's, throughout the season, his level of consistency from August to June and end of May, um, end of May, sorry, it's been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, And so for me, um, my player of the season would be Alison Becker. I like it. I like it a lot. And yeah, I don't think I've heard anyone say Alison Becker yet on, on the recordings that I've done so far and obviously the podcast that I've been released. So I like that shout. Um, uh, right, Cam, last one. Um, your hopes and expectations for next season. Obviously, we're all been chatting and everyone kind of wants the Champions League and the league. So over to you. I want all four. <laughs> no, genuinely. Yeah. Genuinely. Actually, uh, uh, let's say, let's say five. Um, uh, let's let's throw the community shield in there as well because apparently that's a big trophy now as well if you're a Man City fan. So um, let's start there. Get the community shield under our belt. Start the season on fire. Um, retain the League Cup. Retain the FA Cup. Go the extra step. That's needed in the league get those extra two points, get those two goals that we need in the Champions League final. Um, Why can't we have a similar season again? I mean, yes, we've got the World Cup in November. That's going to disrupt the season a lot. But we've got players who are not going to the World Cup. You know, possibly Thiago won't go. We know Mo's not going. We know Luis Diaz is not going. So those players are going to be, those are, if those three players don't go, that's three huge players for us who are going to be, we'll, we'll get a six-week break mid-season. That's going to, they're going to have fun come January or end of December, whenever the World Cup finishes. They're going to have some fun, I'm telling you. So um, I, I, I genuinely want to see how to try and do what we did again this season, but just take those two little extra steps as well. You've got to believe that we are capable of doing that. We've got to try and show that this season wasn't a fluke where we played 63 games that were available to play. And the only way you're going to do that is to go out again the next season um, and try and emulate that, improve on that. Are we going to need a lot of luck along the way? Too right we are. Too right we are, but this will come down to now that squad depth really coming into force. And don't forget our coaching setup, they're always learning as well. They're always looking to improve as well. Mm-hmm. And it, you've, you've got to try and improve on last season. 
So, yeah, the, the target has always got to be we've got to be better than last season. We've got to be better than last season. We lost the Champions League. We went out the ne- next year and we won the Champions League. We lost the league by a ridiculously small margin. We went out and won the league by a, a massive margin the next season. You've always got to look to improve. And I believe that's what we'll do. I love it. I love the positivity and what a wonderful note to end this little segment of uh, the Season Review podcast with Cam Range. Cam, thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Right, so that was Cam Branch with his season review. Guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this little segment. Uh, give us your thoughts, share your thoughts on Discord, uh, interact with us on social media as well. I'm just going to take a quick breather because Cam's a chatty one. I will be back with part two with another guest. So watch this space and uh, see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Season Review podcast exclusively on Anfield Index Pro um, on the Pro Plus section. And um, you've heard part one there, took a little breather, got the second guest. Um, it's, a, it's a familiar voice and um, she needs no introduction, but I'm going to give her one. So you've heard Cam Branch there giving his hot take on the season. Now I'm bringing on the lady who keeps him in check on the main AI podcast. It is Miss Lisa Marie. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Nina. Thank you so much for inviting me to uh, to do this today. I'm I'm really excited about just looking back over the season with you. And I guess I just can't get away from being grouped with Cam, can I? <laughs> I had to do it. You know, when I was like looking at names, I was like, gotta do it. But you know what? Cam will No, probably... it's fine. It was just yeah. funny. Yeah. And you know, Cam's probably breathing a sigh of relief because you're not really putting him down. And you know, he's you know, you know, you know, Cam and his um No, I love Cam. You know that. Yeah, we, we do know that. And um uh, he's he's the gift that keeps on giving. But Lisa, um, it's it's great to speak with you and um I'm really, really intrigued. Um, obviously, I, I have you on the Nina Kowser show and you are an absolute asset to um, the pod and just the AI community in, in general. Love having you on. And um, I always get to speak to you for game to game. So, I was, you know, it's, it's great that I'm going to get to hear the full shebang of how you felt about the season. So, you know, first things first, what a season the Reds have had, you know, and um, I want to get your thoughts on uh, what you made of it as, as a whole, because obviously we can step back, reflect, pause. So um, over to you, Lisa. You know, and, and I think it's good that, you know, we've taken just this little bit of a break before, you know, myself and others have started mm-hmm. looking back on the season so that it hasn't been kind of, you know, a knee jerk reaction. Yes. Um, from, you know, the, that last week, um, which, you know, was highs and lows. Um, yeah. So for me personally, it, it's been an exciting season. Um, you know, as, as many people know, I am a more recent Liverpool fan. And so as the season progressed, you know, I found myself, you know, just, this has been, if I guess, if you will, kind of the first full normal season that I'm using, uh, you know, um, what I would say air quotes, I forget inverted commas here. Um, that I have really been following closely with the team. You know, I started 
following the team back in like 2017, but, you know, it was catching matches as I could and, you know, listening to podcasts here and there. And then, you know, it was really the 1920 season. Then I really started getting into it. And of course, you know, we all know what the end of that season ended up being. And then, you know, the next season was just, was just weird with no fans and, you know, and all the injuries and everything else. So is this, you know, as the excitement of this season has, has built for all of us as a fan base, it's, you know, it's kind of built for me personally and and grown for me personally. So, you know, looking back as overall, it's just been, it's been an exciting journey for me, you know, and I feel like I have, you know, (laughs) kind of come full, you know, full on in, you know, Um, you know, beginning of the season was, it was fairly early in the season when Trev um, invited me to, you know, start doing the main AI podcast. So, you know, and then here I am now, doing a podcast with you, you know, reviewing the season as a whole. So it's just, it's just been kind of a growth season for me personally. So it's, it's just been a lot of fun. You know, now that I can take that step back, it's been fun, you know, overall it's been fun. I love that. And I love the fact that you kind of mentioned the fact that, you know, we, we've not had like this sort of knee jerk reaction, we've had a little time to pause and reflect because obviously the last week, obviously the, the two big disappointments that, you know, we, we faced them collectively as, as Liverpool supporters and, you know, uh, and I don't know how you do it, Lisa, because you strike me as a very, very busy person, but to juggle it all, to be consistent with the podcast and, you know, always, always kind of remaining upbeat and being a positive energy on the podcast. I mean, like, it's it's just great. I think it's quite infectious. It's it's good. So, you know, long may it continue. And I love the fact that, you know, 2020 was a season that you really, really, really could, like, start watching as many games as possible. And, uh, you know, that was a season we won the league as well. And, uh, you know... Well, and I have the kind of a, it's been a joke that I've, I've mentioned to a couple other people. Um, The, I, I didn't see the Champions League final games live in 2018 and 2019 because my daughter's dance recital fell that same weekend. So, you know, I'm, you know, in between dances, checking the, checking the score and everything and, you know, shouting yes is, you know as we win, um, in 2019. And then ironically, um, 2020, her recital was delayed because of, you know, COVID and everything else. And the night that we clinched the title, I'm sitting in her dance recital again. I'm like, for the love, I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) That is so such bad luck. I'm like, oh, oh, anyway, so (laughs) It didn't fall this year. I mean, it, it, it fell a little bit differently, but it was, it was just, it was just so funny that even while I would have, you know, I would have been watching those in, in 2018 and 2019 and, you know, and anyway, it was, it was just funny. I was actually in 2020 when we clinched the league that night, I was like messaging back and forth with um, actually with Trev and cause that's, you know, we were starting to kind of get to know each other. So, you know, I was, we were messaging back and forth on Twitter and I think Alan O'Donoghue and I were messaging back and forth too. And so anyway, it was just, it was just funny. You were kind of celebrating in a virtual sense. I was. I was like, celebrating in my own way. Yeah, and I think <laughs> and I think we all were because obviously we were all in lockdown. We couldn't go anywhere. I remember all those like just jumped on Discord. But you know, this season that like you said, you know, you've you've thoroughly enjoyed it. So Lisa, gonna put you on the spot. You know, there's been so many great moments. Um, as you know, the Reds were challenging on all fronts to the very end. So if you had to pick a favorite match 
a game that kind of stands out for you this season? You know, which one would it be and why? Well, kind of following on to the story that I just told you, it was the first League Cup final against Chelsea because that is the first final I had been able to watch, you know, in any competition live and, and sit down and watch from beginning to end. Now, of course, it was quite the roller coaster of nerves uh, <laughs> going, you know, finishing, you know, you know, with the tie and then the extra time and then the penalties and, you know, the whole bit. But, but when I look back, it was, it was just, you know, the, I, and of course it helped that the payoff was there, but, but it was just such a great story, you know, that it was, you know, Kelleher who, you know, scored the last penalty for us to win it. Yeah. It was just, you know, it was just fun. Um, so I really think, and, and again, I enjoyed the FA cup final as well, but I think just because that was the first, you know, cup final that I had been able to sit down in real time and watch it just was kind of a highlight for me for the season. No, I love that. And it's, it's, and again, like, obviously you, you think about, you know, um, the Carabao Cup and, you know, you know, I've never had like the best opinion of it, but, you know, you look at the caliber of team that we were playing in the final as well, Chelsea and, right. you know, you know, it's absolutely huge. And, and I guess you could say the start of a really, really exciting season. Exactly. I was just going to say that, it, you know, it felt like it was just this, you know, this first step, first step in this journey that we had all been kind of, you know, jokingly talking about, you know, going for the quadruple. And it was like, okay, check that one. And, you know, and it just sort of really started because I mean, if you think about that was what the end of February. And I mean, Mm -hmm. it, it just really made us start to think that all these things were possible. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and even though it didn't end in the, in the, end the way we would have liked for it to it was still you know it was just you know as and again I I keep sorry I keep referring to it but I mean that's been a running joke on the main AI pod was you know hashtag fun hashtag joy you know enjoy this (laughs) because you know we're gonna look back on it and you know five ten whatever years and be like remember that incredible season Mm -hmm. of 21 22 no absolutely absolutely Lisa and you know enjoy this team as well and this squad you know because you know I've unfortunately unfortunately but I've seen some pretty bad you know seasons and you know you should be really really appreciative and grateful um okay so that was your favorite match I think a lot of people will have that down as one of their favorite matches certainly you know people like Cambridge and you know, Gags Tandon, who were also there at the final as well. So um, that was your favourite match. What would be your favourite moment of the season? It can be on field, off field. The world is yours, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, there's so many. You know what, though? One of my favourites was, and, and you've maybe heard the guys joke and tease me about Harvey Elliott being my fourth child. Um, but him coming back and playing in that cup game against Cardiff, and I can't remember if it was FA or, you know, they all start running together as to which cup was which. But when he came and he scored that goal in front of, you know, I think he scored in front of the cop, right? And it was just like, you know, we all saw this horrific moment, you know, mere months before, you know, where the kid's ankle is just, you know, messed up. And, 
my heart was just broken. But then, you know, to just see that not only has he come back, but, you know, and I mean, I know he didn't play a whole lot throughout the end of the season, but, but to me, that was just, there was just so much joy in that. I mean, I, I, I felt like one of my kids had done something great, you know, (laughs) and, and, you know, so, and it was as we were, you know, we were kind of coming to the end of that little bit of, you know, a rough patch for us, you know, within the middle of the season, you know, you know, through the holidays and the beginning of the year. And so it just felt like, you know what, we've, we're finding the joy in this game again, we're, we're finding the joy in this team. And, mm-hmm. and, but yeah, but for him to score that goal and just, you know, keep us in, you know, I mean, we were winning anyway, but, but it was just like, yeah, you know, how far, how far is this team going to go? So to me, that's just, when I do these things, when I do these look back things, I try to think of, I kind of go with like the first thing that pops into my head and for favorite moment, that was the first thing that popped into my head. I love that. And it's such a hipster shout as well. And actually one of our contributors, Dave, Dave Horrocks, um, obviously part of the Munich as well, yes. as well. Um, he, he's, um, uh, you know, he had, um, uh, Elliot, um, uh, br- you know, um, suffering the break against Leeds as one of his worst moments mm-hmm. of the season. So it's so good that you kind of like, and then, you know, cause it looked like the season over for the kid. Cause he, he looked so bright and sparky. Yes. And then he, he, he gets that unfortunate injury. And you're fearing the worst for him. And for him, like like you said, just to highlight, coming on, um, he didn't play an awful lot, but when he came on, he scored a goal and it was just such a joyous occasion and moment. So I love that. And uh, I love the fact that your, your fourth child did you proud there. <laughs> yeah, Trev refers to him as my fourth child, Harvey Elliott. So. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Um, I love that uh, favourite moment. Right. Uh, sorry, I'm going to take you through an emotional roller coaster on this um Lisa um you know your worst match okay I've kind of got two that mm-hmm. popped into my head on this one um the first one I didn't watch it in real time but I knew what the result was and I sat down to watch it and it still just made me kind of furious and frustrated and crazy all at once and that was the Tottenham away match back it was like what December 19th or something like that and I, I mean, and of course, that's also a running thing is I, I hate Tottenham, um, or I dislike Tottenham. I do not like <laughs> Harry Kane. Yes. And, you know, he, you know, he tried to uh, break Robo's leg and, you know, didn't even get, you know, a whatever. And, you know, and again, I knew that we had tied the match. I knew that there had been some, you know, questionable calls going on throughout it. And I still sat down and watched it. I made the mistake of watching it like, you know, in the couple hours before I went to bed. And I was just so frustrated and furious that I couldn't even get to sleep right away. So that's one. But of the matches that I was actually sitting down and watching, it was a couple weeks later and it was Lester away when we lost. And part of the reason that one just made me so angry and frustrated is because I'd listened to Dave and Carl Matchett on, on scouted. And they had talked about how we were going to blow them away. We were going to win, you know, by six goals and it was going to be, you know, it was just going to be great. And I, like, um, and I did, I, I sent um, Dave a message at halftime and went, um, hello, what, what's going on here? And, um, he's like, Oh, we're, we're, it's, we're going to do it. We're still going to do it. And of course we all know what happened. So mm. I think that would be the one that I was sitting down and watching 
was probably my least favorite. And I know a lot of us would say the Champions League final, and and certainly that was so disappointing. But I think it's just because when all the stuff that was happening ahead of the match starting, I just had such a just a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. And and I think while the, that match was hugely disappointing. I also was balancing it with, you know, just this sense of anxiety about what was happening, you know, to our fans and, and, you know, and to the people that I've, you know, gotten to know, you know, through the podcasting that, that, you know, as we know, we're there and I'm just like, yeah, it was just, so while that match is disappointing and in some ways is the worst, it was, there were just so many other extenuating circumstances that I just can't necessarily call call that out as the worst match if that makes any sense I get that completely because I think everyone kind of forgot the result um of the Champions League (laughs) final and yeah because it didn't even really matter I mean I almost honestly and as you 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 know referenced earlier I am a very you know glass is half full fairly Mm -hmm. optimistic person and I very much generally you know really think that our team can pull it off until that until I hear the whistle blow in the match is over I generally do not lose hope um and especially in one like this where we were only down by a goal but just when the you know the match got delayed and we're seeing the reasons why and seeing all the stuff you know on Twitter and wherever else I just I I just was so you know stressed out and anxious and, and whatever that that it honestly the game just kind of didn't mean the same to me in the same way um that it had you know two hours before so yeah I get that completely. And the Leicester one, I, I had that down as like my worst game as well because I thought we were completely dominant. And, you know, when, when you see sort of like Salah missing the penalty and yeah. I just remember just getting really frustrated at, I think it was it Jordan Henderson who was just trying to like uh, volley it from every angle possible. Well, and, oh, and was that one of, the, it may not have been that specific match, but I know there was one match around that time period where it was like Henderson was trying to be everywhere. And it was like, just, just, you know, you're, you're not helping (laughs) play your position and let the other guys sort themselves out, you know, anyway, but it's in the past. It's okay. It's in the past. And you know, and that was the game where I kind of threw in the towel as well. And I was like, I think there was like 14 points between was a man at that point. And I think, was it yourself that was on the podcast? I can't remember that we did the post-match. I don't know that I was on that one. I remember us having a you know a main pod about it yeah just after that and and you know I was kind of the the light of hope yes you Uh, were (laughs) yes you were I remember and I was like I threw in the towel and I I owned up to it and I think Cam might have been on the pod actually but anyway I just remember just being really really frustrated frustrated at that result because before that I think it was like a a week before that, I think it was the League Cup, and we absolutely yeah with them. like you know it's not our first teamers, mm. <laughs> if yeah. I recall. You know, because yes. that was when we were having. I think you know there were some injury issues, and I think there were also some people testing positive for COVID around that time, mm-hmm. and yeah, and so and that was you know I mean that was all the more reason why we're thinking oh well you know we've got you know some of our first uh, first team people you know back in the rotation so yeah this and at the time Lester I think we're having some issues with injuries or you know 
COVID or COVID, and, yeah. or both. And, and yeah, so we're like, oh yeah, this, this shouldn't be a problem. But yeah, it was like, and I think I remember saying, I know I remember saying this on the main pod where I was, was like, it felt like our guys forgot they had a game that day. You know, they, they kind of were like, they woke up and went, Oh wait. Yeah. Today's the Lester match. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> cause then it was that period between Christmas and new years and you yes. kind of do tend to lose, especially if you're off work and everything, you lose sight of what day of the week it is and you know, and everything yes. else. And so it was just almost like, Oh, that's today, not tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Lisa. So okay, that was- we've got it. All right. All right. Yeah. And just, yeah, I mean, their, their heads just weren't quite there or something. I mean, and that's gonna happen, but I think it was just, it was a series of things that were starting to feel like this domino effect. And, and I think too, we hadn't played a regular, um, a league match for, you know, Oh, cause we'd had the leads had been postponed anyway. It was just, and we all know our team is a rhythm team. And I think that was it. You know, it was just, it was just a whole series of, you know, unfortunate events. And it just kind of culminated in that Lester match. <laughs> it certainly did. It certainly did. And Lisa, um, so your worst moment. Okay. So I'm going to tie on to this a little bit. It would have been, I think it was really in the next match when we played Chelsea um Chelsea away and we were leading you know we were two Mm -hmm. goals up and it's like all right and then you know bam bam they scored those two to tie it up and I just remember thinking oh this is not good this Mm -hmm. you know and that was where I lost a little bit of my hope for and I think that was about the point where we hit you know 14 points behind and and everything and and that was you know the last match I think before Sala and Mane were heading off to AFCON and it's like yep. oh no if we can't get this over the line while they're still here what is the rest of this month going to look like so I I really think it was that to me was sort of the low point and then you know it it built back up you know I know a lot of people it was it was Lester but you know the match before but for me it was that Chelsea match it was you know just we had the two you know the two goal lead and we just bottled it and yeah so anyway no it's really good and that obviously as well where where it happened as well like you know the the two main guys going off to AFCON you're kind of thinking what is going to happen where the goal's going to come from you're looking at the schedule the the fixture list of of, Mm -hmm. of that period whilst they're away but you know fear not you can clap and and the scouting team had ideas and you know Luis Diaz comes in and you know we, we we looked you know we looked absolutely calm but yes I do remember the Chelsea game and I think Harinda Harinda put that down as well as one of them, uh, one of his uh, worst matches, oh, okay. actually. Yeah, so good shot. Great there, minds. Yeah, great, great minds. minds. Great minds. Um, right, Lisa, if you could give an award to one player for being the player of the year. You know, I think it has to be Allison um, mm-hmm. because he was consistent for the whole season. Um and really, you know, was the reason that we were able to pull out wins, you know, for some of our games. You know, I mean, of course, Salah had an incredible season. Again, when you look 
overall. We all, you know, we've all heard and participated in the conversations on where the second half of the season was not nearly as good as his first half. But I mean, no one I don't think could maintain the levels that he was doing the first half of the season. So, so again, Mo of course had an incredible season. Virgil, I think, had an incredible season to have come back from being out for the year for his, you know, his injury and to basically not miss a step, you know, isn't, you know, absolutely incredible as well. But, but I think, I think Allison just edges it for me just for being, you know, that consistent force of nature that he is. Somewhere in Birmingham, Cambridge is enjoying his milk and Coca-Cola, smiling <laughs> because he had the same pick. He's going to think he is an absolute football expert right now, Lisa. Did he say the same thing? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, the great minds, what can I say? Yeah, the great minds, the great minds. Yep, he's going to be very, very smug. Right, Lisa. I'm, I'm really intrigued to hear your answer on this one. AI podcast you've enjoyed listening to or taking part in. I mean, the floor well, is yours. Of course, I have loved being on the main AI pod. You know, it, it, again, it is sort of, it, it is, you know, it is, it has covered the arc of the season for me because mm-hmm. it was, you know, again, I think it was September when, when Trev, you know, reached out and asked me if I would be interested in giving it a go. And then, you know, and I mean, I, I'm going to tell y'all, I was a nervous wreck for the first couple, couple of those that we recorded. Mm-hmm. I hope it didn't show too terribly much, but I feel like I've grown into it, you know, mm-hmm. as, as the season has gone on. And I just, I do, I tease the guys and I tell them it's my, you know, the highlight of my week. And of course we haven't recorded one for a couple of weeks now, but it's, you know, I do, I, I just have really enjoyed, you know, recording that with, with Trev and Cam. And of course, you know, Carl's joined us some Carl, um, Kopech and, uh, and, you know, Simon Brundish has jumped on with us for a couple as well. So it's, that's been fun. Um, I've loved being on yours, your, you know, the Nina Kaiser show, it's, it has, it's just, it's fun to get on again with different people and exchange the, you know, thoughts and opinions and, you know, and takes on the match with just, you know, with, with another group of people. So that's, that's been fun as well. But as far as ones that I've enjoyed listening to, um, I love the old school podcasts Mm -hmm. when, when Gags and, and Dave Hendrick get on those, they just, they, they make me laugh. Um, you know, from the way they start them. And then just, especially if, you know, Dave gets on some sort of a rant in the middle of it, or, you know, or even, you know, just the, the dynamic between the two of them just mm. is highly entertaining as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but I think the different podcast that I've really liked um, has been, well, it's another one that, that Dave Hendricks been involved in along with, with, you know, Trev Downey has been that on the books podcast that they've done where they've done the book reviews on the, the football related books. I've really, I've, you know, they've only done a couple of them, but you know, I've found them very engaging um, each time they've done them. So I'm, I'm hoping that there's more of that to come here in the, especially in the off season where, you know, they're not having to do post-match raw every three or four days. And, you know, and some of the other things that, you know, they have to do in the regular season. So some great content there listeners so Lisa Marie's giving her her top tips which ones you should listen to but Lisa yeah you've been absolutely um great on the pods and yeah natural it's natural to be um nervous when you first come on, but it didn't show it didn't oh, well, show. thank you yeah it didn't show and uh, yeah you're just going from strength to strength but 
I think it'd be quite interesting for you to, I don't know, for anyone who does podcasting to go to the first one and just see maybe their growth. I, you know, I think that's always like a good little thing to do. I mean, I, I might have to do that. I yeah. might have, that might be something for me to do here in the next few weeks yeah. is to go back and listen to that first one that I did. Yeah. Um, and or first couple even, and then, yeah. you know, maybe the last couple that I've done and just, just kind of catch the differences. I think I'm more, you know, I, I feel like Trev doesn't have to pull as much out of me, you know, as he did initially, um, mm-hmm. I, I can, I can say that for certain, but you know, that's just a comfort level that, that comes from, you know, having done it a few times and, you know, and, and having worked with them now for, yes. you know, months and, you know, you just, it's like any new relationship, if you will, you just, you know, you, you build a rapport and it goes from there. It does. Absolutely. And the chemistry is absolutely phenomenal on, on all, on them podcasts and all the podcasts that you um, partake in. And oh, yeah, I, I, I have to say as well, I do enjoy the old school podcast as well. Like again, them two um, were on the main AI podcast uh, way back when, and yeah. you know, so I think they just enjoy just getting together when they can, because it's so busy to do that podcast and just, it's just like friends catching up, isn't it? So yeah, it I, I, do, I, do, I do enjoy that podcast. Lisa, it, I call this silly season, but it's no longer silly season now. Obviously, <laughs> we've had some exciting news, but transfer window hopes and expectations. I mean, this is a phenomenal squad. It's such a strong bench as well. The starting 11 is really, really grand. But for you, I mean, what do you expect from the Reds? You know, it's funny. This is This is kind of an area where I've, evolved a little bit as well is you know a couple seasons ago when I first you know starting to understand the transfer season and the overall picture of all of that and and you know it would be like they would announce somebody and I wouldn't know who they were you know I I didn't know and of course you know now I pay a little bit more attention to you know the the possibilities and everything else but I do remember and I can't remember specifically who it was but you know the talk season or two ago of bringing people in. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to change our people. I like, I like our guys. They're they're No, we don't. But now, you know, I understand that you need to bring in, you know, new players and everything to kind of refresh the squad and, you know, and, and, you know, have that depth, you know, we, we all very much understood that after, you know, after last season, after the um, 2021 season. So, you know, I just want to see us, you know, to continue, and, and it looks as though we're doing it is, you know, to keep building, keep moving the squad forward, keep refreshing it so that we can just continue this wonderful era, era that we're, you know, enjoying with Liverpool. So, and I mean, it looks as though, you know, we're, we're making some great moves in that, you know, in that direction. Um, you know, of course, Diaz in January and, and you know, the two signings that, you know, we, the signings we're seeing so far and yeah so so that's you know kind of just an overall hope for me is that yeah we just continue to evolve the squad in the in the right way absolutely nailed on Lisa and I remember watching the Champions League final and obviously you're watching and you're hoping and you're hoping somebody gets on the end on to you know the end of one of those crosses or something and you look and we're not reactionary people and you think well you are so great but you know what you just need a little bit more you know just a little bit more you know like in in terms of you know maybe an attacker and a midfielder and that's what I was thinking you know it wasn't like oh I want an overhaul of the whole squad I mean no. we're not we're not knee-jerk reactionary people it's just just a little something to take you over the edge because you are truly truly 
up against a team that is injected with so much money and so much financial muscle and on the pitch as well, they are a great team. So you just, you have to sort of keep up with them. Yeah. And I think I, I mentioned this at, at some point, you know, in a discussion I was having on, on the main pod was, you know, I, I really think it's wonderful as our, you know, traditional front three, you know, Mane, Sala, Firmino were, it had become a little bit predictable, if you will, you know, that teams kind of knew what to expect from us. And yeah, on the day that didn't matter, but some days we needed just a little bit more or to be able to kind of keep them guessing. And so, you know, bringing in Jada initially sort of mm. did that and, you know, and just some, and then of course, you know, Tiago. Yeah. I mean, just, so, I mean, that's, well, I, you know, if Mane does end up, you know, leaving here, and, you know, it looks very much like he's going to, you know, as much as I hate to see him go, I'm excited about the prospect of, you know, of bringing in the new players and, and what that can offer. And, you know, and the, and the challenge that we can provide for our opposition as we move forward. Absolutely. Um, it's very, very exciting indeed. And of course, I like the fact that you kind of mentioned that, you know, the front three as great as they were, are, you know, because sometimes it may have become a little predictable and Jota gets thrown in and then Diaz, which was another Diaz, headache yeah. for everyone, you know, and boy, do we love watching him. And, you know, just the thought of having a full season, you know, a full season of him, you know, next season. And now we've got new, hopefully Nunes, um, you know, medical pending, um, fingers crossed. You know, it <laughs> right, all goes right. well. Yep. We don't want another episode of Nabil, Fek- uh, Nabil Fakir. Thank you very much. We don't. We do not want that. So hopefully all things go well. And yeah, it does. And I'm with you as well. Like there would be a time where, you know, a truly great player would leave Liverpool, you know, like back in the day, like a Fernando Torres or those kind of players. And you would actually have a lot of anxiety because who are they going to replace them with? And right now with Jurgen Klopp and the scouting team and the setup, there is just so much more confidence in terms of what this team is, you know, what 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 the scouting team and the kind of players that Jurgen Klopp wants. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we have enough about us now to attract those kind of players. And again, enjoy this moment, Reds, because... Back in the day, Lisa players would reject us. Would not oh yeah, us, I know. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I, you know, that's the thing is when people start referencing stuff that is like kind of before you know I was paying attention, if you will. I do yeah. go back and kind of you know read up or you know Ooh. watch or or whatever just so that I can understand the context of of things in the discussions. But but you know, I mean, too, and I I I think I've said this maybe in Discord in the last couple days or whatever, but, you know, talking about, I mean, not that I'm biased at all, but why in the world would you want to go play for Manchester United right now? I mean, that place is just, I mean, what a mess. Uh, (laughs) And I mean, you know, anyway, but that was us 10 years ago. And well, and yes, and yes. And I understand that, you know, that that was exactly (laughs) what we were. Just look at it. You're thinking, okay. Darwin Nunes why would you even you know they don't have Champions League football this season they did you know and and you know who knows what's going to happen with the new manager and just yeah anyway I mean again I'm showing my bias a little bit but but I really think in a way I'm also being kind of a step back you know and 
not being biased it's saying that but it just i mean in kind of talking about this from a from a parent perspective I wouldn't want my kid walking into the middle of that cesspool. Can you just imagine how toxic it is? Anyway, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, so I'll stop. But, but yeah. I love it. I love it. She just about stopped herself. But yeah, um, that's, that's exactly where we were, Lisa. So, you know, um, you, you came at the perfect time. I know. You really did. And the last question for you, I mean, of, you know, it, it has been a great season. You, you saw the res lift two domestic cups. You know, two big ones we we missed out on. So what are your hopes and expectations for next season? You know, this is truly a great Liverpool side, but they are up against this Man City team that is absolutely relentless. And, you know, so what, what are your hopes and expectations for next season? You know, I, you know, I want us to just go do it all again, um, which, you know, may be a little unrealistic because I think, it's really going to be interesting to see what having the World Cup in the middle of the season is going to do, you know, not just for the players going out, but just, again, referencing that, you know, rhythm that our team tends to have. And you have this, what, month-long break or whatever in the middle of the season is just weird. So it's it's going to be interesting. Now, of course, it won't just be happening to us. It'll, you know, be happening to everybody. So I, I think that's going to be interesting. But I, you know, I think if I'm going to, look at the four things we challenged for this year and the one that I think I want us to win the most. And I think it's the league because I just want to knock city off their perch. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just tired of, you know, just them being so smug and plus whiny about the fact that, you know, they don't feel like they get the love they deserve. Um, so, yeah. So I think if I'm going to rank what I want us to, you know, to really focus on next year, I want, I want us to win the league again. I love that. I love the fact that you started off with uh, the quadruple. And you know what, Cambridge, I'm sure he's nicked your notes because he's an hour or four. He, he wasn't moving, <laughs> he was not budging. So, yeah, um, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people do want the league um, just because, again, so, so close. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think also just it just what what would what we would need to do is uh, I think it would have to be a pretty flawless kind of season because that's what you have to be. Um, yes. You're yes. Both us and Man City, you know, um, we push each other to the absolute limits. And uh, I think why a lot of people kind of love the league as well and want to, it shows an element of like sheer consistency, especially with us two, we're doing 90 plus points a season. So I think a lot of people do do enjoy that, and I really did enjoy the you know the the season we won the league and the way we were just well, you know, it it feels like we got robbed in a way. I mean that while we did win the league, you know, again it was just it was so weird. You know, I mean, and you know, we've had it pretty much, you know, pretty much done before you know everything paused. Yes, but. But even still, you know, and it, and it just feels like the parade and you yeah, know, they didn't you know, get to yeah. they didn't get to truly enjoy it. And not even that, even, you know, I mean, obviously the parade and hey, and we know how to do a parade. Thank you very much. Um, but, you know, then when the season started back and you didn't have fans in the stadium. So even they just couldn't be, you know, properly celebrated yes. by the fans going to the matches and, you know, and all of that. So it does. It, it just feels like you know, waited so long to win the league, we win the league, and it's in the middle of 2020. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's why 
I want the league more, you know, more than anything for us for next season is, is just because of all of that. And it'll stop United fans singing 20 times as well. You know, that too. Them off that, yeah, that's another, that that's one, another yeah. chick in the plus column. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, Jürgen Klopp, if you're listening, you've heard what Lisa Marie said there. You've heard what Cam Branch has said there as well. No pressure. But um, uh, Lisa, thank you so much for that. Well, you are so welcome. Thank you so much for asking me to to participate in this. This is this has been fun. And I've enjoyed listening to the ones that have, um, you know, been recorded already. So I look forward to to hearing um, Cam and, and whoever else is, is coming, you know, coming up to, to listen to their thoughts and, you know, their takes on things as well. No, it's been an absolute pleasure hosting you again. And guys, um, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Um, give us your thoughts, your feedback, um, uh, interact with us on Discord and um, give us your shouts on Twitter as well. We'll be happy to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening and we will be back with um, uh, another one, no doubt. Till next time, take care and up the reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds. And it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.